Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Everyone who knows me knows I am obsessed with sneakers and shoes, especially living in New York City. Visit yorkathleticsmfg.com today and use my code REDCARPET at checkout for 20% off a new pair of amazing sneakers. These sneakers are so lightweight and so stylish that you can work out in them or you can just wear them all day. Don't forget, use my code REDCARPET at yorkathleticsmfg.com today to get yourself 20% off a pair of super stylish and athletic shoes. You are listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous with your host, Lauren Conlon. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous. I'm your host, Lauren Conlon. So happy September, everybody. Um, I hope everyone's enjoying their pumpkin spice lattes and all the cliche fall things. Um, no shade. I actually love fall. <laughs> but anyway, I, I have such a fun and inspiring episode today featuring Scott Turner Schofield, who is a brilliant actor and an author and also the first trans man to be nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award for the show Studio City on Amazon Prime. Um, he also made TV history as the first openly transgender actor on The Bold and the Beautiful. So um, he was just a total, total delight. Um, we talked a lot about his one-man show special called Becoming a Man in 127 Easy Steps, which premiered at the 2020 Tribeca Film Festival. And it's just the coolest thing. It started off um, by being a, a one-man show in LA. And then he kind of turned it into like a do-it-yourself virtual experience online where um, you pick the steps and you get to watch these video clips. Um, but he's going to tell you about it. And um, when you will be able to watch it at home. But no spoilers, but some of the um, quote-unquote steps include pick your dick and have a one-night stand with a bisexual Republican. That was my personal favorite. Um, It was just so clever. But yes, Scott was so sweet and just a really cool guy that clearly is incredibly strong and very inspiring. And we talk about a lot of stuff and and get pretty deep. So I encourage you to listen um, to my interview with Scott. And just, um, well, first of all, how are you? Like, what's going on with you? Uh, You know, I mean, we're in LA and Mm -hmm. it's, we can see the sun today. Okay. That's cool. That is Uh, cool. Yeah. You literally like have to be thankful starting from like, can we see the sun? You I know. know. I, mean? I know. Um, yeah. Like, like good things are still happening. So it's, it's very much one of those lessons and like, mm-hmm. you have to really count, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you, were you in LA the last six months during quarantine and, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. All right. Good. How about you? Are you in New York city? Yeah, I'm in New York City, but, um, well, now I am, but we, uh, we left and went to New Hampshire for 
like five or six months um, with my kids and my husband. And we were so happy to be back though, just because it just, it's not the same. And it was, it was so wonderful for the kids, but just terrible. Not terrible, not terrible, but you know what I mean. It's not, yeah, yeah, not what we wanted in in life. But, um, yeah. So, okay. So let's assume that this audience, they don't know anything. Um, so tell me how this one man show came to fruition. Um, and, and, and then how did you decide to make it like such a cool virtual interactive experience? Well, so I started touring this show in 2007. Oh, so Right. It, it was a live show. I have three one man shows and uh, the National Performance Network and the Princess Grace Foundation got behind it. It was kind of like it was a big deal. And if you think about everything that we didn't know about, first of all, transgender people, but especially transgender men, because like name one other transgender man like other than Chaz Bono. Wait, I'll so wait. I wait, yeah. I, actually, <laughs> I actually can. Wait, you're going to be you're going to be really impressed with me. Um, Alex Blue Davis. Yes. Yes. He's a good friend. I oh, love that oh guy. my God. That's amazing. So this is just random, but I I was very fascinated by his father, um, you know, who was in yeah. Express. Yeah. And I read his mom wrote a book about it. So in the book, they um she refers, I think I don't remember what his uh birth name was, but uh, and then I yeah, but I, yeah, right. Okay. Um no, you'll have to like you have to teach me and please correct me if I'm just an idiot or an asshole. Um, but yeah, so I just, I've been fascinated by him. And so that you're right though. That's, he's the only other person besides you and Chaz Bono. So. Right. Yeah. yeah so- and, and you know, Alex, and I'm glad, cause that means you also watched Grey's Anatomy, right? And Grey's Anatomy yeah. did a great thing. Right. Yeah. But it's like, most people would never answer that. Right. Yeah. So just mm-hmm. to, to be, have been starting back then with mm-hmm. this work, right? was a big deal. And so it was my third show. And I wanted, I, at the time, I could not imagine like that I would be an Emmy nominated actor at this point that like anyone would ever let me act in anything but my own story because trans actors really didn't exist that there were a few, but not many, right? And right. not certainly the way that we are yeah. now. Yeah. So I was like, if I'm gonna only be able to do one story for the rest of my life, it's gotta be big. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I want something that I can grow with. I'm, you know, I didn't start with 127 stories, right? Yeah. Right. So, um, so I started maybe with like 25, you know, and right. when people would ask for, yeah. <laughs> right. And so this idea was like that you couldn't see all 127 stories at once. So the audience would come in and they would ask for a number, right? And they would get maybe like six or eight stories in a night. And if they wanted to see more stories, they have to keep coming back. So it was like marketing. That's really cool. That is, that's good. (laughs) And so I toured, do what? Did a lot of people come back? Yeah, people would come back so often. And what was cool is when we, so in 2015, I met Andrea James, who's the director. Um, I met her at Outfest and she had done another one man show and turned that into a film. So she was like, would you be interested? And what's cool is Andrea is a trans woman. And a lot of times trans women and trans men, like don't, like our experiences are very different. It's kind of like how gays and lesbians have very different experiences, even though they're in the same community, right? So like, So I was like, yeah, cool, let's work together. And we sat there and we really thought like, how could we make this work? Because there are too many good stories. It would be like 
five and a half hours if we recorded them all, you know? Um, what, you know, what could we do? And so we sat down and we were like, okay, what are the ones that would be really elevated and where if we filmed it, it would really tell the story the, with its most authentic voice, like what really needs to be told. Yeah, yeah. So we picked those. And then I was like, okay, what are the stories that you really need to hear, but it doesn't matter, you don't have to see them. Like, cause there's something about telling a story, right? So I picked those and those became podcast episodes. And then there are a series left over that are just really well written, but you know, A, we couldn't afford it. They're in places like Paris and Costa Rica and Guatemala, you know, <laughs> and Iowa, <laughs> you know, like, you know, right. um, so, so those are just text. And, you know, there's a long history of transgender memoirs. So the idea that we could really meet people, people who love memoir, who love to read, people who love podcasts, who love to listen, and people who love film, who love to watch. And also I should say, there's a real strong culture of transgender YouTube videos. Like yeah. not, you know, the generation just below me learned who they were by watching each other. Yeah. So these like yeah. little short pieces mm -hmm. all fit in with this, right? right. And I just love being able, I always love being able to meet people where they are on trans issues or any other way. Yeah. And this idea of like speaking with your most authentic voice, right, is, is like a metaphor for the whole show. Yeah. So that's what you saw. We started with 27 stories at Outfest and that's what you were able to see. And okay. there's a hundred more. I know. I can't believe that. Cause I was, I was laughing. I think, I don't know if I wrote down, there was one that I, that was killing me. It was like, um, like sleep with a bisexual Republican or something, but I was like, oh my God, because I'm like, this probably happened to you. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's why I'm like, this is just, it's very authentic and it's, it's a very cool thing to do. Um, but, and dude, like you made it in Tribeca. That's not easy. That's like iconic. I mean, that's such a coveted thing. So congrats on, on that as well. Thank you. I mean, it's too bad it was virtual this year. I feel bad for all the first timers that this happened to. It's just annoying. Um, but they were so amazing. Like the way yeah. that between Tribeca and Outfest both, the way they care so much that, I mean, especially Tribeca, we were like in the throes. We were right at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. They could have just said, yeah. look, Forget sorry. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And everybody totally. would have understood like, so hats off to that whole group yeah. of people. And yeah, I mean, we still get the laurels. Like we still get the honor of being, and we'll always be a Tribeca film project. Yes, you know? exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that is, yeah, that's just unforgettable. Um, so how, how can people watch it? Well, we're waiting, right? Okay. So now we're in that spot where it's okay. got it, you know, we've taken it out, we're, we're having meetings, we're doing that whole thing. So okay. we just have to figure out who's gonna be brave enough to take on a yes. project that's really out of the box like this. Okay, got it. So you're throwing around ideas to sort of get it repackaged and almost repurposed, so to speak. Am I right? Well, it's like who, you know, who's, who's interested in that? Yeah. So one of the things that we did was we took the, um, we took the sort of best of the filmed pieces yeah. and we're almost finished with a feature length film. Okay. Um, so one of the ideas is we might go with more of a traditional feature length film and take that to places that do one man shows, right? Mm -hmm. And say, also we have this really cool thing where you can bring the audiences in through all of this companion content, yeah. which is kind of an interesting way to do it. Or who knows, maybe 
you know, in my wildest dreams, you know, Apple or somewhere, some platform where you can watch things, listen to things and read things yeah. wants to do something. You know, I was thinking it would be cool just to stream it in shorter episodes. Did you ever think about that? I don't know. I just thought, of, of course you did. What am I saying? Um, I know. <laughs> I'm the only oh, one. No, that. Um, but no, I think that would be really cool. I would love to just, I don't know. I would love to be on Netflix and just sort of see this and then as you have like the, the steps, quote unquote, or the episodes, just to pick out what I want to watch. Because you wouldn't even really necessarily, you know, somebody will obviously watch the entire thing, but other people might just want to watch a few of them. So they have like the option. I think that'd be really cool. I don't know. Um, I totally agree. And people, yeah. a lot of people said that. They're like, I didn't watch yeah. all of it. I'm like, that's not the point. It's right. great that you watched any of it. And then some people, you know, Rain Valdez, who, who just, she's the second trans woman to be nominated for a, a primetime Emmy, right? Okay. And it just happened to her. Yeah. She was like, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. I binged it yeah. all, you know? And oh, I was like, yes. So nice. you know? Oh my gosh, that's so nice. Um, where do you stand, by the way, on Netflix right now with like the, the rumors about canceling Netflix and the hashtag about them and they're, they're supporting child pornography? Are you up on this or no? Yeah, the cuties yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you I, actually see it or just curious? I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it. Yeah, it's... I did I did get through some of it. It's sickening. Um, mm. Yeah, but where do you stand on this? Okay, so I think a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I think overall, in places where you have great power and influence, you have to have people who will tell you like it is and you have to listen. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. I think the thing about cancel culture is that it doesn't allow like people make mistakes and institutions make mistakes. Right. Mm -hmm. And the question is now the one thing that bothers me about this is I did hear about this several weeks ago. And if enough people are like, this is a problem, they need to to like take the hint, you know that's, what I mean? That's exactly what I was just saying. I am not about canceling Netflix because I love Netflix. However, I, I was highly offended by this film, like as a mom, um, number one. But even if I wasn't a mom, I, I couldn't watch it. And I really was wondering to myself, why is it still up here? Why is ha right. have they not taken it down? Especially so many people, $9 billion worth of people are canceling their accounts, which is, I don't know if I believe that, but just saying, I, I am so, I so agree with you on that. Um, but yeah, it's, um, but anyway, yeah, it really and does. The thing is, right. Like the thing is we're having, like, I haven't seen it and I'm not going to obviously right <laughs> <laughs> now because I'm believing you. Yeah. Right. And this is the thing that keeps happening is we get into these like, you know, polarized arguments where it's like, it, what if I was like, oh, well, whatever, it's their right to do it, freedom of speech, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just coming back against you. I'm like, no, you're a mom. You're someone who's watched it. Yeah. Who, like, who actually has an experience and sees why it's dangerous. So I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to believe yeah. you. And Netflix needs to do the same. Yeah. And, you know what? and I also, I'm with you there too, where I would totally respect your opinion if you, you know what I mean? I, I guess I'm one of those people that I really don't, I don't, get in arguments about those things I can actually I'm flexible <laughs> I guess I mean I feel I feel strongly about certain things but most things I'm like okay I, I get that I totally get that but for me it was like you know I you think that you don't need to watch it just because you watch the preview it's so gross the kids are twerking but it is 
it's so the context I was just telling somebody it's so over sexualized to these kids and I was saying like, uh, they're 11 years old, maybe 12. And one of the girls like licks her finger and like, but it's so weird. I know, I know it's so weird. But anyway, back to you. Tell me about, tell me about Studio City and this guest no. role, by the way. Like this is, congratulations on, on the Emmy nom. That is so fabulous. You're making history, so. Thank you. Well, yeah. I do want to say this is about me because I'm a marginalized and vulnerable group too. Okay. Trans people are as well. And okay. so a lot of times when, you know, big institutions yeah. say, you know, they do something that's really harmful to us, we want to be listened to. And we, you know what I mean? So yeah. this is actually okay, we're all interconnected. Thank you. Right? Thank you for saying that. Okay. So uh, Studio City, so great. Uh, totally. I mean, it was so weird to get an Emmy nomination at the start of the pandemic. Again, like with the Tribeca thing, it was this weird, like huge thing. I know. And you probably felt like you, you couldn't celebrate, but I hope you did celebrate. I did. And, you know, I like, you know, this whole pandemic has been a lesson in understanding that there's really good and really bad things and they happen at the same time. And, yeah. you know, it's one of the stories that I tell in 127, you know, as, as a trans person, I'm one of the five zero fifty percent of trans men who has attempted suicide. That's just part of my story, right? And it's it's got a lot to do with the ways that we're made invisible, the ways that we are hurt over time and time again, right? Yeah. And the thing that I learned in my recovery process, which is one of the things that goes into the stories, mm -hmm. is look, you just got, you have to be here for the good things to happen. Yes, bad things will happen. What's yeah. that? There's a meme right now about how like, Staying positive doesn't mean like thinking everything's fine. It just means knowing that something's going to be better later. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't right. see that meme, but that that makes sense. Right. And and it's, it's, it's that piece of it. Like I sat here and was like, wow, I don't get to go to the Emmys. I don't get to have all of that heavy, like amazing thing. But I still got like picked by a jury of my peers. And everybody knew an about actor. it too. It was publicized a lot. So that's also really cool because it does mean something. You do, I know it's like, I don't know, you, it's not, it's just, it's important that it's publicized because this is important. I mean, like I said, you're making history here. Right. And it, and it was so far beyond me, right? Mm -hmm. I, I did not in any way expect it. But the fact that it happened, because there are so many other trans guys who are working, like Alex, yeah. you know, Brian Michael is amazing. He's in uh, Lone Star 911. Okay. Um, he's been all over the place in a lot of stuff. He's amazing, okay. uh, right? There are so many trans masculine actors who are just not, like no one's celebrating us. No one's paying attention yeah. to like how hard we have to work to get to this place. Right. And so when it happened, I was celebrating it with, with and for my community to say like, they're finally paying attention to us. Yeah, I love that. And you, you also made history. Um, you were on The Bold and the Beautiful, right? As the first trans man, which is amazing. And that was a while ago, right? Yeah, I was actually the first trans actor in okay. daytime television oh, at wow. all. Yeah, which was... Wild. I, and we should always say um, out trans actor because out. Okay. there have certainly been people, right, yeah. who have lived their lives without disclosing that they're trans. Okay. And what you do you think because about that? They had to. Do you think that it's, it's their choice and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, in some ways, if, if it's the choice, you know, there's a wonderful, there's a great documentary, which I want everyone to watch and you would love it. It's called Disclosure and it's on Netflix, which is one of the 
the reasons why I don't want Netflix to get canceled. Yeah, totally. Okay. <laughs> Disclosure, right? Because <laughs> you'd be throwing the baby out with the bathwater, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Disclosure is um, the history of trans lives on film and in television. So it takes all of, like, we're talking, it goes way back. It goes deep. Right. Oh, that's and the one with Lauren through. Cox, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lauren, yeah. Oh, um, no. I, that's on producer. my queue. That's totally on my queue. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And so it shows, and there's this wonderful, um, there's this wonderful woman whose name is totally just flown out of my head right now. She's a, she's a black transgender woman. And she was in like, we're talking 1970s television. Like she was like mainstream. And the thing was, it took her till she was in her seventies, I think to disclose that she was trans because there's no world in which she would have gotten a job back then if she had told people mm-hmm. like literally uh a couple months ago the supreme court just said it was illegal to discriminate against transgender people in the workplace they in just, 2020 oh wow that's crazy right? yeah that was like in interesting that we don't like i i didn't know that i didn't even know so so this that could have happened and it would have been legal before 2020 it would have been Oh, you're transgender. Yeah. You're fired. No problem. And you—that's the reason. Suck it up, and oh, that's so sad. Well, I'm happy yeah. that that um we're progressing here as <laughs> as human beings and and um, and everything. But um, did you sort of feel like this year with everything going on with BLM and I I kind of felt this, and I'm you know I'm not gay and I'm not trans, but I felt like Pride Month sort of took a backseat to everything. Um, I don't know. Did you feel the same? I felt like what was great about Pride Month happening during BLM was like, first of all, Pride started as a riot. It was a Stonewall riot, right? right? It was an insurrection saying, we're not going to take this anymore. And I think that there's so often a thing that happens where it's like, you have to pick which identity matters more, Yeah, you know? And so I was really happy that it was like, yeah, let's do Pride while saying Black Lives Matter. Yeah, right? like let's and when when those like fifteen thousand people came out to say all Black Lives Matter, meaning trans Black Lives Matter in Brooklyn, yeah. it was like, it was mind blowing. I know. I know? did see that there were some hashtags going around, and and that was wonderful. But I I still kind of felt like uh, Pride Month is usually so much bigger, and and this year I did kind of feel like it wasn't really. Well, that was COVID too, right? Well, you're right. Mm. That totally, totally. No, you're right. Um, yeah, I agree with that. But so just like for you, when you, this is just my, just wondering my curiosity. And, um, when you were first dating as a trans man, do you, did you have to disclose that? Or did you choose to disclose that to your partner or was it, does it even matter? Like I, if all the, yeah. you know, okay. Again, you can just please forgive me, but like if everything like works, like, do you have to disclose that? Well, look, so so there's a lot to unpack with this. Yeah. Right. We live in the age of like hookup culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like everyone, straight people, everyone mm-hmm. are having like rando hookups, not yeah. like you don't even have a conversation. Right. Right. So, so no one gets to judge. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> okay. Totally. Right. Glass of people who live in glass houses. Um, <laughs> I have, I have done it both ways, mm-hmm. right? I, you know, uh, when I transitioned, I had a partner who identified as a lesbian and did not want to be with a man. And so part of my transition had to be breaking up 
because she was like, I mean, on the one side, it was cool because it was like she was at least acknowledging that I'm a man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, what you want? <laughs> Again, count every good thing. Yeah. Right? But <laughs> right, you know, and there was a lot of a lot of time early on where I didn't look the way I look now, so I it was obvious, you know, like there had to be a conversation. Um, But there are times, and you know, in in that story you liked, um, the stuff about the stuff, I have a one night stand with a bisexual Republican. What I like so much about that story is we both had to come out to each other about a lot of things. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, and what that, you know, and that was a one night stand. We had like a deep conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? About our respective identities. And we still had like a great time. So I'm all for talking about it. Right, right. right. But you have to understand that. So it's September and 27 transgender women have been murdered this year. Yeah. That's three a month, right? Like brutally murdered. That's awful. Right? And it comes down to this. Not really publicized either as much. I only know this from like social media, basically. Right. Because you're paying attention. Yeah, right. but that's literally, but you're right. It's not, you don't see these headlines anywhere except for like Twitter and Instagram and yeah, it's it's sad. Yeah, and a lot of that comes down to this, this place where, th- like this very question, right? Most of these women were murdered by men who were either attracted to them or who had sex with them knowing that they were trans. Yeah. And who yeah. then were like, wait, what does this do to me? Does this make me gay? Yeah. Uh, wait, that's ex- right. and that is, oh my gosh, that's such a thing. It's such a thing. You're so right. They go through this like homophobic rage Panic. or like, yeah. what did I do? And you're so, so right. Oh uh, yeah, that's terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, look, yeah. if we live in hookup culture, a hookup's a hookup. If you, I think people should talk to each other, right? <laughs> and get what to know each other. I know, what a concept, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. Totally. And I would imagine, like, I mean, I think that trans people are some of the strongest people. I, I can't really imagine, you know, I know my awkward years and I, you're like awkward years, or I don't know how long that would be, like going through the transition where you're like not quite there. But I mean, it just must be so difficult, I would imagine, just to like, feel weird in your own skin because you're just, you're on your way, but you're not there yet. Yeah. And this is the thing about transition, right? Is like, Mm -hmm. I mean, let me ask you for real. Like, do you feel like you're there yet? Like me as a, like, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I I guess not really. That's so weird. (laughs) But you are able to be solid where you are today, right? You're able to come in and be like, this is who I am today. Like, I feel great, right? wife, mother, like amazing person, got a cool job, right? All those things. And the thing about being trans is like, like you and I are talking and you're just like, I can tell that you're taking me in and accepting me for everything. Yeah. All of who I am. Right. Yeah. When you, when you move through life and people are constantly not doing that to you, Mm -hmm. it profoundly negatively impacts your ability to show up every day and be like, okay, today I've reached this point where I am who I am and I feel great about it. Yeah. And that's the the strength that trans people have is the ability to do that, even though there's so much pushback. So much. Yeah. I just want people to just be like you're doing right now and just be like, like this is, we can have an interesting conversation, but you are who you are. And I, I affirm that. You know, yeah. and that's not even in question mm-hmm. right now. 
Yeah, no, and I, I do, I, I think that you're extremely brave for being, like what you said before you corrected me, you're like out trans, like, because I feel like, I don't know, if, if it was me, I think I would just like, and I don't know, I think it's just my personality, I would just hide for a while, be really miserable, and then come out and move somewhere and be like, I'm a man, and that's it. So I don't know, I don't know, maybe I don't know what I'm saying, but maybe not. <laughs> well, some people do that, you know, and, and the thing is, yeah it's all good. You know, there are some folks who are like, look, so a wonderful guy, he's on, uh, his name's Michael D. Cullen, and he's, um, he plays the Schwaz. You have kids. I don't know if you watch yeah. this Henry Danger show on Nickelodeon. Oh, no, I, yeah, I know that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Michael is a series regular on that show. He's been on it forever. He started his transition 20 years ago, and two years ago, or maybe last year, I can't remember, but very recently, yeah. he was like, he, he identifies as a man of trans experience. He's like, my transition happened in the past. It is not, it's like a thing that I did, but it doesn't, it's like if I got my appendix out, like it's not yeah. important to who I yeah, am now. Right. Okay. And so he, he didn't disclose, he didn't tell, you know, Nickelodeon, it didn't matter to his acting. Right. Like when you watch him, you're like, he's the schwaz, like he's yeah. amazing as yeah, that character, yeah. as an actor. But he was like, given all of the injustices that, I mean, the, the administration that's in power right now has really come for this community in a really ugly way. And it makes no sense. Like, why is, why is he spending your tax dollars to come for me? It makes no <laughs> sense. Okay. When you so, put it that way, so, it's super weird. It's super, super weird. It's super weird. Yeah. It's yeah. super weird. I do, a, I do a slideshow about, about trans rights and stuff. And I have like three full slides of text of everything that this, since 2016, this administration has done to trans people. Yeah. When we live in a culture that's like all people are equal under the law, like it's ugly, right? Yeah. So Michael yeah. was like, he's like, look, I have to tell you this because I'm a wildly popular entertainer and I have to have people know that I'm trans because of the injustice that's going on. And they need to know that it's happening to me too, oh, right? Well, that's good. That's good then. It's, he sort of steps up when it's time to step up, right? You know, but at the same time, I, you know, how difficult it is to to live always knowing, and this is something that this woman whose name is blanking out, Caldwell is her last name, um, who, who's on disclosure, right? Okay. Like living with something that someone could find out and could ruin your life with, yeah. right? When right. really, when you think about it, trans people, like I'm living my truth, mm -hmm. right? When we transition, we, we step into the truth of who we are. We're not lying to anybody. Yeah. And we've yeah. stopped lying to ourselves too. Right. So it's just really, it's like a, you know, so I don't have any, you know, I think it's great. However, if a trans person is living and contributing positively to the world, I don't care how you do it. <laughs> you know I what I mean? That. No, I agree with that. I think that goes, yeah. Like for anybody, just who cares what, I don't know what your background is. And that's me. And, and this is also, I'm seeing a lot of posts about this lately. I get on social media cause that's where I get my news clearly. But, um, like all the big gender reveals that people do, um, like the, yeah, the gender. And so somebody that was- start saying, fires. Wait, what's that? That start massive wildfires. That's one of yeah, my problems. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah. So I, I never was big on that because I think that all that stuff is super chachi. And I like, I was one of those people that I look so disgusting and fat pregnant that I would never want anyone to see me. Like, so that was like where I was just like more hidden. So, but now I'm seeing that they're calling it like genital reveal parties. And I'm like, so then like, what is really the point? Because it doesn't seem like you should like celebrate 
somebody's genitals. I don't know. It's just so yeah. weird. Let's take it all the way back around to cuties on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Why are you thinking so hard about a baby's genitals? What I, is your problem? No, I, know, <laughs> I know. And it's like, I, get, I do get the excitement if, like, you know, you're a dad and you always wanted a son and, you know, or you're a mom and you always wanted to put your kid in pink bows or, like, whatever. But, you know, and I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it's, it's, it's a tough call at this point, but, um, yeah, you know, look, there aren't look like, (laughs) I think parents need to be happy about having a healthy child. Yeah. You know, a child that's going to contribute and be, let's hope that your child is a blessing on the earth. Yes. You know what I mean? hundred percent. You know, my mom and I have a great relationship now. Right. But my mom really was super excited about having a girl. And the thing was, she, yeah. There was a part of it that she just didn't even think about, you know? So she just put yeah. me, made me wear these clothes from a very young age. I was like, mom, I'm a boy. I don't want to wear these clothes. And a lot of the stories of, from my early childhood. When you said that to her. Three and a half, four. Shut up. You were four when you said that? Yeah. That's Ameri- so interesting. Okay. Wow. The American Medical Association, the American Psychological Association both agree that gender identity is like a setting you come in with. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not, and it's something that develops over time, but it's not like, I knew that about myself. And the pushback, again, that pushback yeah. to it, it took me till I was 20 years old, yeah. right? To go, no, this isn't a phase. I'm not crazy. And yeah. I spent my entire development thinking you were- there was something deeply, unspeakably wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And that, that's extremely sad. That's extremely heartbreaking. And it's, it's heartbreaking also, like your mom sitting there being like, I don't know what, because then like, you seem like you're the same age as me. Like, I don't want to say back then, but then it, it wasn't a thing. You're like, no, you're a girl. So stop saying that you are being crazy. So now at least right. if you are, you know, born that way, at least you have some sort of acceptance where you can talk it through and like, whatever. Um, but and yeah. that's why I do the work I do because, yeah. you know, trans men's stories aren't out there right now. Right. There, there's so much more understanding and many more resources and parents really care. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if one of your children came out to you, you would have so much support that my so mom much. didn't have. Yeah. Right. And, right. But, I but that's why I have to tell this story. Cause it's like, here, like, this because, is a real yeah, thing. It's so important. And it's so it's, yeah, you don't want anyone to go through that. Sorry, like living for 20 years, just being completely tortured um, in their own body. It is, it's, it's heartbreaking. And, and I, you know, I was, my nephew was in town and he, we were watching him and I was sending him and my daughter to camp and they were playing dress up before camp. And he, he, she was Elsa, he was Anna and she wants to wear her dress to camp. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And he's like, can I wear my dress? So he's like, not my kid, but I'm like in charge of him. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Like you can wear it. I let him wear it, but like deep down when he got out of the car and the other kids were coming in and the other like older boys, I kind of felt like shit because I kind of felt like, I don't know, like, is he, am I going to be the reason that are they going to pick on him today? He doesn't, you know, he's, he doesn't need to be picked on. It doesn't need to be my, my fault. So that I was struggling with where I was like, he's so happy in the dress. I have to let him wear it. But then I felt really crappy like that he might get made fun of. So I don't even know. I'm going to be like a basket case as a parent, like, like when I'm, (laughs) my kids are older, but yeah, it just, it's so hard. And I think you're exactly in the place that a lot of parents are, you know? And the first thing is like, if, if I was allowed to express my gender identity, if I was allowed to be happy 
wearing boy clothes the way that I wanted to, right? It would have sucked out all of this tension. And sure, back then, right, I might have gotten bullied for it. I got bullied because it was very clear anyway, right? Like yeah. it didn't matter, right? Yeah. But I think also now, right, teachers are us. Yeah. And they're, they're you know, in so many places, kids yeah. are learning how to just be cool with one another. Like when, when I work with kids now, you know, yeah. when I go tell stories and, you know, cause I do this, I do a, I, I speak a lot. You yeah. know what I mean, and I've, I've worked with like seventh graders and I work, you know, sometimes one-on-one -on -one when people, when people have their kids, you know, coming out, they come to talk to me and my mom and I sort of tag team them, which is fun, you know, right. and they live in such a different world now, you know, and I think it's wonderful of you to care about the bullying, but it's like, we have to work against the bullying, not against the kids being right. happy. Yeah. I know. I know. And I know right. that I logically, I know that like I do, I totally know yeah. that logically. It's just like in the moment I'm like, Oh God, oh, like, yeah. you know, you just feel so bad. I don't know. Because to me, I think one of the worst things for kids is, is being bullied and you yeah. the, like the horror stories of that. So, but again, you have to let your kids live and you can't control them and be a helicopter forever. So, you know, well, um, and this is very different because you're obviously like, you let the kid go, you let him have that experience, right? Like you did that. And it's fine that you felt like, don't judge your feelings. You know what I mean? But like, yeah. but one thing that we say in the trans community is, because there are a lot of parents who are like, no, you can't. And what's wrong with you? Why would you even think that? Don't be your kid's first bully. So, oh my God, that's so good. That's you know, so, yeah, yeah, that needs to be said. I totally agree. That needs to be said. Do not be your kids first bully. I love that. Yeah. That's um, and you know what? I think that that happens all the time. Totally happens all the time. Um, I can I I'm in so many I'm ways that I hang out with that that they're kind of like that. Um, so that's a really good point. Yeah. But you know, tell me, just switching gears a little bit to wrap things up. Um, you have a new show on HBO Max that's coming out that tell me about that that looks really cool yeah. it's so cool so it's a it's a limited series it's called equal and it takes lgbtq history right so um and what's really amazing on so many levels is um i got to play this figure in history named craig Wad rodwell and craig rodwell started a bookshop in the west village called the oscar wilde memorial bookshop it was the first gay bookshop like in the world yeah right okay. he started in the early 70s and he was also instrumental in starting what we now know as pride parades like right. he was at stonewall and he was like we need to keep this momentum going we need what's to mark name? this we need craig rodwell okay and what's really cool about this is craig rodwell was a cisgender gay man he wasn't trans and i'm a transgender actor right mm -hmm. yeah. i'm a transgender actor playing a cis role which is, it's happened. It's not the first time. Sorry, what right? does that mean exactly? Sorry to be done. But it's the, no, no, you're not done. Okay. So, um, so we needed a word, right? Yeah. And this word's pretty new. I mean, it's been around for like a little over five or six years at this point. Okay. So cis means on the same side as. Cis. So you were born female okay. and you identify as a woman. So yes. your sex and your gender are on the same side. Okay. I was born female, but I'm a man. Yes. And there was a transition, right? There was a journey. Trans means journey. Okay. Right? Yeah. So instead of saying I'm trans and you're not, or I'm trans and you're normal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, 
scientifically accurate word to describe he just a, is. a part of you. Okay. You know what I mean? And just like you, right? So, um, yeah. So, but the thing is like that it's really new that a trans actor can play a cis role. Do you know what I mean? That, that yeah. I can show up and just play a gay guy. Like, you know? That should be like regular. That shouldn't be, I don't know. That's, I don't understand. I guess it is. You're right. Sure. It's a big deal. But I, and I guess that's also my question. It's kind of like, why can you just play like man roles? Like you're a man. Like it's like, what just play. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> 2020. <laughs> yeah, you know. in this role. Okay. Um, but yeah, like side note again, like not to be dumb, but like I, or not to be weird, I guess I would never, like you are a man. You look like you're a man. You don't, you're a really good man. Like you, you know what I mean? You're really, you're a really attractive, good man. So I don't know. Um, yeah. I'm blushing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's why it's just like weird. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, you know, and I, you know, I'm able to move through life. I'm able to pass through life, right? Yeah. With, I don't have to come up against this. And when I started my transition, it was different. You know, I looked different. Um, I sounded different. And there was a lot of like explaining and bullying that went on, right? Yeah. Right. I, I wasn't what people thought of as a good man. And that was a problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yes, it's like, if you can, you know, and this is the thing where, you know, been fighting really hard mm -hmm. to just be able to play transgender people because they weren't even giving us our own roles before, right? Yeah, totally. Employment discrimination. I know. So, I know. I'm hoping that this is a step, right? Once trans people can come and be seen for any role and play any role, then maybe anybody can play any role. I mean, you, you know what I mean? Try, like, just don't put on your resume or something. Just go out for something and just like, oh, I, wish. I don't know. I mean, it's okay. I don't know. That's, a, I wish like, it were that easy. I'm not an agent or a manager and I clearly should be one. Um, but yeah, I feel like just whatever, just go for it. Um, but so when, but does, that that, when does Equal, Equal come out? Equal will be on HBO Max in October. Oh, next month. Perfect. Yeah, really soon. Oh my gosh, it's almost already October. Yeah, wow. it really is. It's like two weeks away. So, <laughs> but that's no <laughs> so great though. That's like you're you're doing great. You're working. I mean, you seem really happy and just in in a really good place. So I'm super happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny that I had to get nominated for an Emmy just to be seen as an actor, right? Yeah. <laughs> but. Here we are, you know, we busted yeah. down that door and I'm going to hold it open and we're all, we're going to come through because there are so many bigger things that we need to be focusing on now. Mm -hmm. You know, this, it, it's really yeah. important that this happens, but it's like, it's like, look, there are talented people just like me. I am not a, an, a singular individual. There are so many of us. Well, who are you're, ready to do you're good opening work, the you know? door for a lot of trans people at this point. So yeah, maybe it sucks that you had to be nominated to in order to be taken seriously like this or get roles, but it happened. So just got to run with it. And here you we know, are. You're owning it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this was so great. It was so nice to talk to you. I really appreciate it. Okay, you. guys. So that was Scott Turner Schofield. Um, I hope you all found him just as inspiring as I did. Um, I think I said this to him, but trans people are, are absolutely some of the bravest people that I know. Um, and yeah, next month, check out Equal on HBO Max, which he's on. And that actually sounds like an awesome show. Um, but thanks for listening. And um, if, again, if you like this podcast, I would be so grateful if you would rate it on Apple or wherever you listen. Um, all right, guys, until next time.
Thanks for listening to Red Carpet Rendezvous. Until next time. Until next time.